Hello and welcome to Psychological Safety in Teams podcast series with me, your host, Sheila Wary, in which we hear insights and tips from leaders on how they and the teams they're a part of are creating a psychologically safe and high-performing environment. It is my aim to illuminate ways for you to increase your own levels of psychological safety in teams and how you can set up the conditions for others to do the same. I hope you enjoy the discussions. Hello and welcome. I am delighted to have with me today Leah DeCroy, who is the current Director of Health, Wellbeing and Inclusion at the Trobe University in Melbourne. She has been a qualified social worker for 28 years and has worked in a number of areas, including child protection, high-risk out-of-home care, sexual assault counselling, acute trauma hospital social work, corporate legal sector and higher education and has held a number of leadership roles across these sectors. Leah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Sheila, for having me today. It's really great to be here. And Leah, the focus for today or the focus of series three is very much around how to build psychological safety with key stakeholders, whether those stakeholders are internal or external. So I'd love to start there and ask you, is that an area that you intentionally focus on as you go about your work? Yeah, absolutely. I think the essence really of working with stakeholders, whether they be internal or external to your organisation is really about like fostering those relationships and connections. So definitely, I absolutely think about that when I'm thinking about um, stakeholder relationships. And I think you can't build those connections without thinking about psychological safety. And is there anything in particular as you do intentionally go about that? Why would you think that that is important? I think it's really critical, regardless of what industry you might work in, but particularly for the type, the the work that I do is obviously around providing services to our staff and students, so our stakeholders across the organisation. So it's absolutely critical for me to be able to think about what role does my division play in the organisation in terms of what are we offering, what are we providing to our stakeholders? And so I think that for me, there's a couple of considerations that I need to think about so I think it's around looking at who are the stakeholders and what firstly what are my vision providing what do we provide to them what services are we providing to them and that is direct support services to our staff and students to increase their health and well-being so of course building trust and safety in terms of the service delivery is absolutely critical you know we want our staff to know that we have um, really, we provide really high quality, innovative, evidence-based services, but they actually need to know that that we provide a service where they can feel safe, um, that it's a safe space for them to come to, then they can trust us. We also work with lots of different groups throughout the organisation that are from quite vulnerable populations, for example, our Indigenous students and staff and staff from a, students from a refugee background or LGBTIQA+. So it's really, really critical that we intentionally think about safety in terms of our services that we're delivering to students in particular. And I think for me, it's really important that I think about how do I engage with our stakeholders around our service delivery and 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 seek their feedback. We intentionally sort of work 
at partnering with our staff and students around co-designing of our services. So we're making sure that we're providing the services that they need, not the service we think they need, and that we're seeking their feedback all of the time around how accessible is our service and are we meeting their needs. So I think that that's really, really important. I think it's also important for me when I'm thinking about stakeholders is also thinking about how our area is contributing to the strategic priorities of the organisation. Our area is really having an impact on staff, health, wellbeing, their retention and their success in education and employment, which is directly linked back to the organisational strategic priority. So for my area to meet those um those priorities of the organisation, I can't do that without engaging with my stakeholders and having positive and strong relationships with them. And I think the other consideration for me, so so there's two elements of stakeholder management for, for me in the space that I work in the university is that service delivery, so we're providing a direct service, just, just one-on-one support to students and staff, but we also have a role around capacity building in the organisation. And we do this by really trying to position ourselves as being that centre of excellence around health, wellbeing and inclusion in the university and look at how we're building capacity, both through the services that we offer to staff, but also around providing sort of expert advice and secondary consultation and training and development. And I guess the reason I'm talking about all of this is that, yes, we provide all these really great services to staff, to our students, but we need their buy-in. We need them to to trust in our services, that, that they do see us as, as this centre of excellence, um, that they know when that they don't hesitate to pick up the phone when they've got a student or a, a staff health and wellbeing issue that they're trying to navigate. And they will know that when they pick up that phone, they're going to get a really timely and supportive and caring response from the team. So I think it's really important that we also make sure we take opportunities with staff and our stakeholders in particular when we have those interactions with them that they're positive they go away from those interactions feeling like that they've got something out of it and that they'll they'll go and tell other staff um, how positive it was and what they got out of it so I think it's really really important to think about what services that we are providing to our stakeholders Leah, as I listen to you respond to that question, I can really hear the intentionality. It sounds very much like you are very intentionally thinking about how you work with stakeholders. And really, if I were to kind of talk at a high level in terms of what I heard you say, it's really about understanding their needs, seeking their feedback so that you can ensure that you're providing and meeting their needs and positioning yourself as a centre of excellence, as well as the other piece I heard you talk about was Um, keeping the strategic initiatives of the organisation in mind, all while getting the buy-in from the stakeholders through trust and building credibility through the interactions you're having with them. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's so important. And I think for me in, in doing all of that, what I the key thing that I really hold closely and think about in all of my interactions with with stakeholders is that authenticity piece. So all of this is really about building relationships. And for me, it's about ensuring that in all of my encounters, and it doesn't matter who it's with, it could be with the VC or it could be with, you know, someone that's working on our phone lines. But I think it's really important that I I think about bringing my authentic self to every interaction that I have. And of course, you need to adjust that depending upon your audience and who, whether you're meeting with a student or a staff member. 
Um, but I really, the work of Brene Brown around vulnerability and daring to lead really resonates with me. Um, and I try to sort of think about the fact that people don't just want a service from you. They want to know who is the person that's providing this service? Um, you know, what, what are you about? Um, and so I think that for me, that's a really important piece in, in thinking about how to build that credibility and, and trust in people. I think it's it's really important to be authentic in your interactions and um, and that they understand what you're bringing to the table and you're understanding what they're bringing to the table and that you've got that sort of um, that uh, joint understanding of, of, of why you're working together and what you're trying to achieve. What I heard you talk about there, Leah, is a nice segue into me asking, are there any key elements that you keep in mind as you go about cultivating psychological safety with your stakeholders? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Sheila, for me, I'm thinking about this is it's actually some pretty simple things that you can consider that don't take a lot of time and effort. But for me, I think ultimately it's really important to take the time to get to know people, as I mentioned. I think it's really important to understand who your stakeholders are and what drives them, how do they like to communicate with you, all of those really basic things around building a relationship. But again, also thinking, being comfortable um, to be able to share some of myself with, with others as well, regardless of what role they play in the organisation. And, and an example of that um, that I can share is that I, when I have any new staff that start in my division, I will always have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them, regardless of whether they're my direct report or they're not. And I really take the time to ask them about them, who they are, you know, what's brought them to Latrobe? What what's been their journey along the way? And I think I and I also think it's really important that I, as the director and and overseeing this division, share a little bit of myself and understanding of what my journey's been and how I ended up in this role. But I also take the opportunity in those meetings when I first meet with staff to talk a little bit about what my vision is for the division and what we're trying to achieve. And I also do that when I meet with stakeholders as well, because I think it's really important that, that they can understand what our purpose is in the organisation and what role we play um, and, and be able to see the role, what role they have in helping me achieve my goals and hopefully feel really inspired to jump on board and, and share the journey with us. I think the other really important thing to do is, you know, very clearly identifying who are the key stakeholders across the organisation that can help you build your vision and um, and your direction and really make sure that you're taking the time to target those relationships within the organisation. And so for me, um, I think about my peers um, across the other directors across the portfolio, really intentionally um, think about how I build relationships with them. So I make sure that I have a one-on-one -on -one monthly catch-up with all of the peers that sit across the division, the portfolio that I work within um, in the exec team. And that's just a little bit about checking in on each other, um, see how they're traveling and they do the same for me. And we can use that opportunity to really debrief some of the challenges and workshop some solutions together. But really mostly what we're doing is really building that element of trust and psychological safety in each other. So we're sharing experiences. And I think it's really really critical, particularly as an exec in, in the organisation that can be really quite lonely sometimes. It's really important to build those, those connections and, and share experiences without any judgment 
also I think is really good. And I I expect this I expect my leaders to be doing the same with their stakeholders as well. So for example, you know, in in my area that we identify in the recruitment process, so in position descriptions, in every position description across my division, stakeholder management is a key part of their role or stakeholder relationships is a key part of their role. We talk about this in interviews. We get we get potential employees to talk about their understanding of how they work with stakeholders. We actually ask stakeholders across the organisation, so outside of my division, to sit in on interview panels, which I think is a really good way for them to understand the purpose of our division and, and how we work. And obviously when we onboard new staff, we make sure that... Um, we, we let them know who the key stakeholders are and, and ask them to reach out and meet with them and understand how what the interactions are and, and how we work together as an organisation. And the only other thing is I think it's really important to provide positive feedback and to your stakeholders. I think particularly in an organisation such as a university that's so large or any organisation really, there can sometimes be competition between teams and we're kind of rather than working together, we're working against each other. And I think it's really critical that we take time to celebrate other team success and call it out. So I really intentionally do that. So if I see that another team or another leader has has achieved something really positive, it might be just a team's message or I might give them a call or I might really publicly say in a, in a town hall meeting, you know, well done, that was really great. And I think for me that's really about building that authentic connection with your stakeholders, which is really important. And then they trust you and they, when you do need their assistance with something that you're trying to achieve, you'll have their buy-in because, you know, they know that you are an authentic person that believes in what they have to offer. So, again, for me, it really comes back to just taking the time to build those relationships. Yeah, I really hear that thread go through everything that you talk about, Leah, and knowing you for some time now, certainly that authenticity and the relational piece, it plays out in everything that you do. I'm curious, I have clients that sometimes uh, are challenged when they're in meetings with other stakeholders who are perhaps really advocating for a particular perspective or very focused on getting to a particular outcome. I'm curious in that situation, how do you navigate through that with a stakeholder? Yeah, look, I think, again, it comes back to understanding each other. So I think for me, it's if I was in that situation and someone was advocating for something really strongly, I think it's really important to try and understand their motivations. So be curious and ask them questions to try and understand the position that they're taking. And I think then perhaps don't shy away from having an alternative view. I think it's really important that we actually embrace differing opinions and we lean into that and we have really open and honest conversations with each other and I think again if you've built that relationship prior to that interaction that's much easier to do because we trust each other so we allow each other the space to have differing views and opinions but I think it's just about really important understanding where people are coming from because usually there's a motivation to why they've got such a strong view on, on something and it might be that it's because they really believe in it or it might be they haven't considered any alternative options as well. So I always like to take a bit of a gentle, gentle approach to so understanding people, asking those curious questions about, you know, what the motivation is for the position they might be taking and trying to 
in a really supportive, maybe presented an alternative view to them. But but I think it's really important not to shy away from those, which might sometimes feel difficult conversations. They don't need to be difficult, I think, if you've taken the time to build the relationships. That's right. Yeah, I can hear that. You've got that piece in place that then allows you to lean into the tension. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Again, I, I just hear such intentionality in the way you're talking there. And what would you say were the key benefits of doing that? Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately, I mean, there's so many, I think, but ultimately it's just that you're going to have much better working relationships with your stakeholders and much better buy-in with them if they really believe in you and believe in what you're doing. So I think it's really critical for you to be able to meet your own goals or your own visions, you have that buy-in. So I think you're more likely to be able to do that if you've got people around you that are supporting what you're doing. But I think also the other thing, the other real key benefit is around building reputation. And I think that that's really, really important about thinking about your own personal brand. That's particularly important in my space where I'm asking staff to trust in us, to to be vulnerable, to share their own sort of well-being or, or mental health issues. So it's reputation of not only who I am as the leader of this division, but reputation of my service is really, really important. So I think working, building your stakeholder relationships is also building your brand as a professional, as an individual, but also as as your team and the service that you've got to offer. But I think there's also some really personal um, benefits around connection and support. I have multiple people in the organisation outside of my team that are my go-to people when I need need just a chat or a coffee or I just need to say I'm having a really hard day. I've got a lot of people now over the past sort of work, this organisation for six years, I've kind of built this little support network um, where I can reach out to those people when I need to. Um, so I think there's so many personal benefits around connection. And I think that's really critical, as I was mentioned before, for particularly for senior leaders in the organisation and part of the executive team that sometimes you can't share everything with your team or, you know, you do have to hold so much stress and tension sometimes and be able to share that with with others across the organisation or with your peers I think is really, really important. So I think there's real benefits to your team and to, to you individually as well in, in really fostering and putting a lot of work into those relationships. Absolutely. And it goes back, I think, to the earlier piece you were talking around uh, being a centre of excellence. And uh, the other benefits around things like attraction and retention, you know, if you have that reputation, in my mind, not only is it going to support you in getting to good outcomes with your stakeholders and being seen as a team that others want to do business with, at the same time, you start to become a role model team and others want to be in that team, want to join that team and want to stay in the team. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important point and we've actually done quite a lot of work and thinking into how we're retaining staff and the cult you know that culture piece around recruitment is really really critical as well but you're right we, we want to be seen as an as a team that people want to be a part of and want to join so yeah it's really important and Leah are there any key challenges that you notice as you go about doing this Look, I think the obvious key challenge in building these relationships is it takes time. Mm. And I think we're all really time poor. And I know that particularly 
for my staff, the service-based teams, you know, they find it really hard to carve out the time to do this and to build those relationships with stakeholders. But I think that that's why it's really, really critical that there's an organisational commitment to it and that we need to build this in as a priority in setting our culture. That's why we've built it into things like the recruitment process um, and I make sure I role model this. But I think, yeah, for me it's just perhaps it's it, it's having the time and the space to build those relationships but also equipping people with the skills to do it as well. So, yes, of course, we're not always going to come up um, against everyone that's going to agree with what we're doing. There's going to be those tensions. There's going to be those conflicts. So I think it's really important that that we equip our staff to be able to have those skills to, you know, those conflict resolution skills or be able to have those conversations with, with stakeholders if they are having any sort of tension. But I think for me it's really around the, the biggest challenge I think is is having the time and the space to really foster those relationships. Yeah. What I hear you say in that is that despite that, you, you're aware that investing that time actually plays dividends in the long run. And it's so human, isn't it? You see someone calling and, and it's someone that you have trust and, and connection with, you're much more likely to think, oh, I'll just pick up the phone and deal with that issue or work through that challenge. Absolutely. Taking the time to build relationships, is it, the investment will pay off. Even it might be a, it might be a tension in this moment when I've got ten other things to do in the day, but ultimately that person will that will come off to back to you when you need it to. So I think the investment's def, definitely worth the effort. Yeah, yeah, Leah. I think that takes us really nicely to my final question. Can you give us three top tips for our listeners to take away as they really think about this idea of cultivating psychological safety? across their key stakeholders, whether they're internal or external? I think firstly, the first step is really being able to identify who are those key stakeholders that you will need to rely on to help you meet your vision and your goals, but also who are the key stakeholders in in the organisation that um, that that will be there as your support network. I think it's really, so I think it's about, a, it's a two-way relationship. So I think it's really important not to think about stakeholders as just as what can they give me. I think it's also really important, like what we can give back to to our stakeholders and, and comes back to that, what we were just saying, you know, take the time to build those relationships because the investment will pay off in the end. I think that's really a, a critical message to that, you know, I would like to share. I think, also, it's important to be authentic. I know I've said that a couple of times throughout our conversation, but I think that's really important for me. And don't shy away from being vulnerable with your stakeholders. I think it's really important to have those open and honest conversations and sharing your challenges because it's quite often that your stakeholders will be um, experiencing very similar challenges. So to be able to share experience and workshop things together is really benef- beneficial And I think it's also really important to approach these relationships in a really respectful and inclusive manner. I think don't shy away from talking about some of the hard conversations um, as long as we do this in a really respectful way. Um, I think it's really important to understand um, that, that everyone's got differing views and opinions and embracing that idea that, you know, everyone has something powerful to say if we're willing to take the time to listen. So I know all of that sort of encompassing really the message is invest the time, 
invest the time. It, it's really worth it in the end. I'm really hearing a very strong theme throughout everything you're sharing around investing time in relationships, in authenticity, and in being res- respectful and inclusive, no matter who you're who you're working with. Leah, so many gold nuggets and so much wise counsel. Thank you so much for being with me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Sheila. You've just been listening to Series 3 of Psychological Safety in Teams podcast series with me, your host, Sheila Werry. If you've enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and go over to my website, eiexecutive.com and there you'll find all the other episodes from series one, two and three. I wish you all the best.